0: They're kind of a beautiful leather. They're beautiful leather.
1: Well, they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. They've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. It's true because cowboy boots can be a little bit hard to Mm -hmm. break in. Yep. You know? Mine, I was... Swinging around, no pain
0: (laughs) No pain, and Tacovas is western to their core They offer a bunch of other head-to-toe western staples Like trucker jackets, the perfect jeans Performance pearl snaps, cowboy hats, bandanas, you name it They'll get you outfitted They believe in western for all And you can feel that when you go into their stores When you walk in, you'll be greeted like family I saw them do it to the girlies from the Real House of Potomac It seemed like they were being greeted like family You'll be offered a boot shine and a drink Yes, even the hard stuff if you prefer And you can get custom fitted for a new pair of boots but if you can't make it into a store, Tacova's delivers the most premium quality and the most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com, that's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and point your toes west.
2: You will
3: They want to know. Hey. Yeah. Hey. Hey. I
0: Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger.
1: I'm Lindsay Weber.
0: And this is Jay Cutler talking about chickens.
3: Okay, here's the deal. First story. It's a big one. We've got a uh, chicken serial killer on the loose. We've lost quite a few. Tonight we're going to set up a trail camera. See if it's a coyote, bobcat, I don't know, raccoon. Could be anything, not sure. But enough's enough. These ladies are a little edgy right now, so we've got to figure this out.
1: So I guess Jay Cutler is finally taking creative control over his, his uh, Instagram and life. I bet E is pissed they canceled Very Cavallari and didn't just give it to Jay Cutler. You know
0: what rhymes with Cutler? Like it's called Yay what? Jay. That's what- Slay Jay.
1: The end of the run of Very Cavalry basically became, hey, Jay, you know, everybody was just waiting for Jay to show up and like bring something to the show.
0: I wonder how Kristen feels about this new Instagram story. I'm sure she sees it like I mean, we will talk about someone else later in this episode who is like kind of an older person who got (laughs) recently famous on front facing video. And oh, oh, yeah, there's a look that they have like a glimmer in their eye that you can sense their recognition that their lives are about to change, that they are getting into the idea of front-facing video comedy.
1: The excitement of front-face video, it's true, like on all different platforms and it's also just like a delight to see somebody who you don't normally engage with on front-facing video take up the sport you know
0: right because like you will never you won't catch me in here on front-facing video no Um, no, no, i like i hate it but like let's say i was forced to do a front-facing video like when we did that instagram live
1: technically not really a front-facing video though
0: right not front-facing video comedy it was a it was a conversation yeah But I'm saying there would would be a visible turn if you saw me being very uncomfortable on front facing video. And then maybe the moment that I got a little less uncomfortable, I would have this like noticeable difference in my demeanor and my aura. And you'd be like, oh, no, it's going to his head. Next stop lip syncing.
1: I hope to live until the day where the front facing video on any on some magical platform uh, catches your eye and you become fully engaged with it.
0: If I were a hacker, if I could code, I would my number one, my big thing would be developing this like horrible worm that infected everyone's devices and turned off their front facing cameras. Because I, I can't Wow,
1: so you're actually an enemy to the front facing camera. You're not even like it's not for me. You're like, I want to destroy the front facing camera.
0: That's a very terrible mindset to have and like being unwilling to accept anyone else's um happiness in the front facing camera <laughs> lifestyle but i yes, feel like yeah maybe i am <laughs> like it maybe is. i'm completely I like anti this is
1: quite anarchy for somebody who just said that they enjoyed other people's front-facing videos
0: sometimes oh i enjoy other people's front-facing videos sometimes but i'm also like miserable while i watch them sometimes
1: right so as a sacrifice that must be made we must get rid of front-facing all of videos. these things
0: are a factor of my own projection so like if we understand if you don't
1: answer. If you don't think that these front-facing video people would figure out a way to turn the camera around, then you're crazy. (laughs) They're very,
0: they're They're very very smart. Yeah. Okay. They're very clever. You are listening to Who's There, our weekly call-in show where we take your questions, comments, and concerns at 619-who-them. We're going to begin with comments because we got a lot on our plates today. Just our plates are full. Our plates are full. Last night I made dinner and I had three, because you know, I love, I love a bowl. I love eating out of a bowl. Uh-huh. But last night I Ooh, made a dinner it. with like three separate, pe- like three things, like three uh-huh. vegetables, like three sides. It was like when you go so to you um, ate off a plate. Yeah, I ate off a plate, and there were like three <laughs> little sections. Uh-huh. So it was cut into, you know, whatever. What do you call that? Like
1: a TV dinner. You had the three sections. I
0: had the three sections with my three sides, and I was like, "How adult this seems. This seems so. This seems so to fancy. Have, like it to just have seems so fancy. much
1: choice. Like you're at a salad bar. Or something. I know.
0: It was like it made me think I was at what's that place. A salad um, Bubbi's Westville. Whenever, whenever oh. any any place where it's like, you know what I'm gonna get for my meal, and you tell the four rest sides. of the table, I'm gonna get <laughs> the four sides. I'm going to do the four
1: sides. No, it's true. Sometimes places have really good sides. Like when you're at a barbecue place and you're like, I'm just going to eat like beans and coleslaw.
0: And you tell everyone like you're surprised. Like the idea just came to you. Like you didn't know exactly what you were going to order when you walked in.
1: It's literally on the menu and people do it all the time. But yes, of course. That is so amazing.
0: I'm going to do something a little crazy. I'm going to get the collards, the black eyed peas. Cornbread and the mac and cheese. Is that too much? Everyone's like, <laughs> everyone's like, girl, bitch. do you? Oh my everyone's God. Like, yes, This is a
1: thing. No, um, I think that's great. And I'm so happy for you.
0: I ate off a plate, is what I'm saying. I love eating on so a plate. To, I'm night. trying to get us. You're How did I, did I even so get many... there? I'm
1: like, you always go, we have so many comments. We got to get into it. And then you say something like, I am so proud of myself. I ate off a plate. And then we have to talk about that for 10 minutes.
0: <laughs> okay. okay. Here's a good one.
2: Hi, so I was in the shower and I had to get and listening to the podcast and I had to get out and pop it because what was in the coffee was vanilla swirl, which is, it's like really sweet from Duncan and it's like kind of disgustingly sweet, but I still always get it. So I think that's probably what it was. They have a bunch of swirls. Some of them are like Girl Scout cookie, but they are powdered because I've gotten it before and noticed
4: it in mine. Okay. Thank you so much. Bye. <laughs>
0: gets out of the shower it's vanilla swirl
4: what
1: (laughs) i am very familiar with like a lot of goings-ons in different Dunkins Mm -hmm. that i attend Mm -hmm. and each one is different because you know they're owned by they're franchised um and i've never experienced like a powder a powder flavor i always experience the squirt flavors
0: this is a squirt but i think because i found the vanilla the vanilla swirl google this too
1: i could not find it but
0: it might settle at the bottom. It might look like a powder, but really it's just thick stuff that has not mixed because the uh, main ingredient in the swirls is sweetened condensed milk. And we know that that's some some thick, viscous some, stuff. You're
1: right. So that goes to the bottom. And I will say with, with cold brew, you got to sweeten that thing up. I mean, for me personally, because it tastes like <laughs> sludge. But so I get why you would add something sweet, sweet, sweet to <laughs> cold brew. I would not be adding this sweetness to my iced coffee since it's essentially water and you don't really need a ton of sweetness to get your water to taste like sugar Mm -hmm. so that is an interesting (laughs) update for me i need to go order this thing
0: one of the things i do love about duncan is that duncan employees are extremely patient and forgiving Uh uh-huh like nothing phases a Duncan employee because they get the craziest orders 24/7 and that's so what I'm saying. you could say i want the french vanilla swirl and then ben affleck might say don't stir it like that's his directive well they don't
1: really stir anything you know it, Duncan, they don't sometimes really... they do the little swirl really... where you
0: stir it by grabbing the top of the well and they'll... Went, whoa, whoa 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 right but
1: that itself is a is a dangerous proposition usually they just hand it to you and the person takes it by the cup and does a little swirly mhm Will you play the other Duncan call because this one really this one really like shook me?
4: Hi, Lindsay and Bobby, uh, medium time
5: listener, first time caller. I'm calling in regards to the banana bonanza, double Dunkin donut cold through coffee. I didn't grow up in the Northeast, but I went to college there. I believe people order this drink, and they call it an extra extra, which means extra cream, extra sugar. And it just sits at the bottom of the cup, like sludge. You drink it up at the end. Have a good day. Okay. This extra, is, that's,
3: extra.
1: I don't think this is what that was because it wasn't creamy. Like it would have been a different color. The mm-hmm. cold brew was, was still quite dark. But now I'm like very interested in the concept of ordering extra, extra, since it's something I also have never done before.
0: I've never even heard of it.
1: Extra, extra. It makes sense.
0: It's hard for me to hear that without hearing the extra,
1: extra. Maybe I, but now I'm like, I got to go to a Dunkin' and order extra, extra. Luckily, I have a long drive tomorrow, so how many Dunkins can I hit up safely? Yeah. Extra, extra. No, I know what that sounds like. I also...
0: <laughs> I just had to confirm.
5: Extra, extra milk and sugar.
0: <laughs> Next call.
5: Hi, Lindsay, Bobby. I just had to call. I was listening to the episode in regards to Tion Taylor's listening party, um... First, I just want to say they were not in Atlanta. They were in Beverly Hills or somewhere in L.A., I guess. Um, Not in Atlanta. Secondly, um, in regards to the Winnie Harlow situation, um, I just have to say I'm also not surprised. I just remember, like, two years ago when it came back up that she was made fun of another model, Ducky Thought. I don't know if you know who that is. She's a darker skinned model. And essentially, she had had experience on America's Next Top Model in Australia, where she, um, like, was afraid that the hairstylist wouldn't know how to do her natural hair. So she didn't really wear her natural hair. And this came up two years ago, because she was going to be in the Victoria's Secret model show again. And it came up that, like, Winnie Harlow had, like, made fun of her and made fun of her hair and stuff. And so, like, Black Twitter was, like, all up in arms about it, because they're like, how dare you? Um, and really just the fact that, like, with how, what she experienced with, like, having vitiligo and stuff and how the black community really embraced her and were like, no, like, that's not true. You're beautiful. And, like, she's, like, making fun of another black woman, like, kind of for bringing her
4: down. So, yeah.
5: Um, ever since then, I feel like most of, like, Twitter is kind of just, like, doesn't really care for her as much because it sounds like she might be a bit of a bully. Um, but yeah, just wanted to add that. Um, crunch crunch sounds like it
0: giving someone the benefit of the doubt the call is like no no she's a bully <laughs> just wanted to confirm
1: to be fair we did like basically call her a bully in the in the yeah. oh no we didn't we got it we were a fr- sorry i already forgot our angle on her no it was that she it's just a party and she was just pushing through and that's normal. you did say no.
0: we did say well i believe that she did that and i believe she did something annoying to the tweeter but it's just a factor of this was a crowded party where people no. were partying for the first time in three months.
1: Right. And now we're getting a correction. No, this woman is a, bu- a bully. She is not very <laughs> nice. I vaguely remember this story. I remember it being like, this sucks so bad. This, like,
0: she's a bully.
1: Yeah, not nice at all, and especially to if someone who el- who is also on America's Next Top Model, like Australia, versus you being on America. Like, wouldn't you have like some camaraderie? Wouldn't you have some shared experience there? You know, you'd think they'd be like close friends. They both came from the same similar experiences in different countries. You know.
0: Another thing I I searched whenever you Google Winnie, I was just like Winnie Harlow apologizes, and I took out present day dates so it wouldn't I wouldn't get the stuff about the the tiana taylor release the most party. recent and I apology just, yeah and i just got a story on allure model winnie harlow responds to accusations of fat shaming this man on instagram oh my so it's god like, okay <laughs> she gets she gets in trouble
1: you know maybe we should when we are dealing with someone always search their name and apologizes and see what comes up that seems like <laughs> yes. actually a very good research strategy for us personally yes.
0: Yes. All right. Thank you for that. And this includes a line. This isn't the first time Harlow has been the center of a body image controversy, and it was the story that the caller told about the the hair.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Next call.
4: Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Long time first time. I don't want to be the one to tell you guys this, but I'm pretty sure the Raquel Pen- Pen- Pennington, who used to live with Amber Heard, is a totally different Raquel Pennington than them than by their engaged to Torres. Just Googling them, they look like totally different people. Okay,
1: thanks, Crunch Crunch. Wow, Bobby, you fucking, you shit the bed on this research.
0: Well, I got too obsessed with this couple that it clouded my rationality.
1: The Rocky Pennington mentioned, who is the ex-wife of the guy that testified in the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial, is a different Rocky Pennington than the UFC one?
0: A different queer Rocky Pennington. I cannot believe it. There is another Rocky Pennington. I didn't do the one more Google. I found the first Google image You've results gotta for Rocky do Pennington. The one more. Why would there be two Rocky Penningtons? The name seems so specific. And it seems like the right age. And she's a queer woman. And I was like, Amber Heard would be (laughs) friends with the queer woman. And then in the interview, Rocky Pennington said that she used to date a man. And I was like, maybe that's the whole thing. Like, I, (laughs) I should have done more work and I apologize. However, I'm
1: amazed at how many UFC fans we have in our audience. Like, that crossover to me would is not expected, and I, I'm excited by it. I relish it.
6: Hi, Lindsay, Bobby. Medium time, medium time. Had to pause the podcast during your UFC discussion this week because I am a huge UFC fan, and I'm not sure how many hooligans are, so I figured that would be my time to shine. So... Keisha Torres and Martel Pennington are actually kind of hooey in the UFC. They are um, both all right, but neither has ever been champion. And the actual premier lesbian couple in the UFC is Amanda Nunes and her now wife, Nina Asaroff. Amanda is a two-division champion who famously knocked out Ronda Rousey during her comeback. So I would say they are, you know, highest tier in the UFC in terms of them lesbian couples all right thanks crunch
0: crunch bye nina Ansarov and amanda nunez i did not know that they existed either but looks like they are number one lesbian power couple inside the ufc i love it mma and i found this article from 2019 and it says amanda nunez says she will fight fiance nina Ansarov before she retires <laughs> Wait, are they
1: the same weight? they're not they in the, the same weight
0: class it says
1: but guess you could always get in the same weight class <laughs>
0: It says Nunez is bantam weight and Ansaroff is straw weight, but she says,
1: uh, like Rocky and Tisha,
0: she says, we already talked about it. After she gets the belt, I'm going to get my belt at 115 pounds and then we're going to do a super fight at 125. We're so down. We really would try to kill each other. Why not bring the money home in the same household? (laughs) Because then whoever wins, they win.
1: Well, the thing is, which I think is inspiring, is that the difference between the the weight classes is just only a, a frame of mind. You just got to, you know, like you can get to wherever you want. It's not like height.
0: Lose or gain five pounds. You can do the work. If Christian Bale can, you know, yo-yo as much oh as he God. wants for every single thing that he does, like sure, Amanda sure. Nunes and, so and Nina Ansaroff can like weigh whatever they want.
1: I'm sure it's not as easy as we're as we're saying it is, but it is really kind of funny to me in a nice way that like they can just be like, well, whatever, we can get in the same weight class and do Mm -hmm. it because, you know, it's also all about like the spectacle. So these Mm -hmm. two women fighting each other who are like married, that's like an event. to be, And they know that so much of this is like the spectacle of the event, you know?
0: Yeah. Someone tweeted this at us this morning and I had to share it. It's from People magazine and it's uh, people writing about Raquel Pennington. And regarding yeah. Amber Heard and they wrote Pennington who shares her name with an MMA fighter crafts jewelry under the name Hanuman Hart according to social media the, cr- the necklaces are created with mala and meditation beads
1: oh my God, we we shit the bed on this one I'm sorry but you know what if we I'm had gotten sorry. this woman correct we wouldn't have gotten to UFC and we wouldn't have discovered how many hooligans like UFC
0: I wouldn't have added Tisha Torres and Rocky Pennington to my mood board like I, I wouldn't have gotten there what is the what is the line
1: what you learned you lived no this is the
0: line this is the line here we go this is me oh here we go listen
1: oh he muted me so that there's i can't see you struggle Hear you struggling to find a sound
2: and i'm glad i didn't know
7: the way it all would I could have missed the pain, but I'd have had to miss the dance.
0: It's Garth Brooks. I'm glad I didn't know the way it all would end, the way it all would go. Oh Our lives are better left to chance. I could have missed the pain, but I'd have had to miss the dance. That's Rocky Bennington. I know.
1: I understand. Your references are wild sometimes. That's where you were going with that?
2: Okay.
0: (laughs) Okay. Here we go.
2: Uh, Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. Long time, medium time. I'm calling to let you know that the controversy, there is controversy around the book My Dark Vanessa, but it's not because of what you said. It's not because there's a teenage girl having an affair with, teacher. The real controversy behind it is that the author of My Dark Vanessa is a white woman named Keith Elizabeth Russell, and the book is obviously fiction. But there was a book that came out in 2014 by a Latinx writer called Excavation. Um, uh, The writer is Wendy C. Ortiz, and it was a memoir where the story in her memoir, which actually happened to her, is Pretty much exactly like the story in My Dark Vanessa. And so seems like Kate Elizabeth Russell actually stole the story from this Latinx writer, Wendy C. Ortiz. All right. Thanks. Crunch, crunch.
0: This story, I think, sort of got pushed under the radar by the American Dirt. It got
2: eaten
1: up by the American Dirt stuff that happened at the exact same time. I remember the controversy as the other thing because I just read the, the excerpt and was like, oh, God, this is like... Oh, like scandalous. You know, that's was my what I thought. I don't remember the plagiarism part of everything.
0: I mean, the caller gave a big rundown of it, but it's it's just a it's a back and forth between this author, Kate Russell and another author, Wendy Ortiz, who wrote a memoir called Excavation. That's very similar to. My Dark Vanessa, which is a novel, and it's a white woman and a Latina woman. And so it's just like, there were accusations of plagiarism, but even more so than the plagiarism, which is debatable. The larger issue is that why was this one woman? Why was this like Latinx woman? ignored and sort of like not propped up in the way that this right. white author was
1: she had a really hard time getting mm-hmm. published essentially she couldn't yep. get an agent she wrote about this for Roxanne gaze magazine, okay, uh, magazine on medium yeah. right and she wrote about how it was really hard for her to mm-hmm. get her book even seen recognized or published and this other person was writing essentially this a very similar story and had no problem you know with that
0: yeah so it's less about plagiarism because that that just becomes a very murky area i was reading their back and forth and even ortiz was like i have no interest in reading this woman's book like it's similar enough and the main issue is like white gatekeeping it's about like Mm -hmm. the systemic racism inside the publishing industry in every industry but like specifically the publishing publishing industry but i feel like this whole narrative got swallowed up by the american dirt controversy which was About the white woman writing a story in the voice of, like, a Mexican immigrant. But I think that was a bigger thing because American Dirt got way more press. American Dirt was, like, billboards for it. Oprah telling everyone to read it. Right. I think that that's why that one got...
1: Right. We were talking about... American borders we were talking about immigration we were talking mm-hmm. about experiences and like this was supposedly that you know but it was
0: but it was written by a white woman who was like <laughs> I did some research
1: <laughs> yeah right so everybody was like oh and Oprah was like oh and everybody was like oh you know and that's uh but they got wrapped together in like the narrative about gatekeeping in in books yeah. essentially
0: so that was a bigger story and with that we are done with comments we can move on to questions Wow, from book twitter to sex work twitter here we go
1: I was in Florida this past weekend and guess what was the talk of the town?
0: Your mom's aura frame?
1: The aura frame. The aura frame kept, it was scrolling through every photo. I was like, oh, oh, there's that. Oh, there's that. Oh, there-. I'm like, where'd they get that photo? There's always a photo where I'm like, where'd they get that photo? How'd they get that photo?
0: I don't know where my mom gets the gifts that she sends me. Like when she (laughs) sends me a text gif, I'm like, where did you find that? And sometimes I look at her aura frame and I'm like, where did you download this?
1: No, I'm like, where did you get this photo from? Whose Instagram did you steal this photo off of, you know?
0: They love to steal from... And they love to just screenshot and not crops. It'll just be like a cropped
4: Hey, Weekly. Okay, so there is some drama happening on Sex Work Twitter because a sex worker posted a photo of herself, well, mostly like her butt, and this quote by the author Joanne Harris, who wrote that the book Chocolat, which became that movie with like Johnny Depp, you know, then, mediocre film. And then Joanne Harris, like, saw it or something. And retweeted it with the comment of saying something like, oh, and so she thought she would exemplify this passage I wrote by posting a picture of some girl's ass or whatever. It's just, like, get over yourself. Like, you're writing something very good. Um, Anyway, so she retweeted it with that comment. And then, like, all of these fans of hers jumped in and were like, why is there a bare ass here? Like, this girl is dumb or whatever. And then all these sex workers jumped in being like, dude you don't need to be so snarky. Like this person was quoting your work because they liked the quote. And then this whole fucking debate ensued where Joanne Harris was like, Oh, this is, this was done without my consent. She, she posted an entire thread about consent, which is hilarious to, because she's like trying to like attack sex workers about consent, which is just ridiculous. Um, Anyway, she was like, if you're going to quote someone's work, you should at least ask them permission. Like, bitch, who is out here getting permission to quote a fucking, like, hugely popular novel that's, like, 20 years old anyway? Um, So I just wanted to call in about it because I didn't know who this woman was. I forgot that movie even existed. I would say, you know, Joanne Harris, Who Are Them, but I think we all know the answer to that. Uh, Anyway, thanks. Love you, French French.
0: Joanne Harris. Who is she? Joanne Harris is the author of the book. Chocolat, which I completely forgot was based on a book. We all know how I was. feel about the movie Chocolat, which is that I like Chocolat and I think the music is really good and I love. <laughs> Wait, really I just enough. love that like, you're like. We
1: all know how <laughs> all I feel know. about the movie Chocolat. Well, I like it and I think the movies and the music's great. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, I didn't know. Okay, okay. great. I, <laughs> I like uh, Chocolat. Whatever. The movie. You've never read the book.
0: I've never read the book, and this woman. I just love niche Twitter. And so is Joanne Harris a who? I don't think she's really a who, but she got a lot of coverage just this week for this one thing that the caller explained. I will try. That's what I'm
1: saying. I was like, this feels like borderline, (sighs) almost cuspy Who Weekly, like we're not quite at Who Weekly territory. But I know you like this story a lot. So I want to let you go there.
0: But like Twitter drama is funny to me and niche Twitter drama is funnier to me. And people who don't understand Twitter loudly proclaiming that they understand Twitter and getting it in completely wrong and then being trolled by the people who get it more than they do is always funny and sort of satisfying you have to set the scene so i was reading all of joanne harris's tweets she's a prolific tweeter and this is the author. beginning
1: of the end for this woman uh-huh she's a author and a prolific tweeter okay jk rowling get out of here
0: so what happened was she's very very into uh anti-piracy And, you know, writers rights, where it's like, she hates being asked to write for free, and she hates stuff of hers is used without permission. So this is like a longstanding pet peeve of hers. And so when she saw this photo of the sex worker with her quote there, she was really annoyed because she explains in another tweet that like she had been asked to work for free three times that day. She said two companies were using her work without permission to sell their business. Two companies were expressing outrage when you pointed out that they should have talked to you first one cup of tea, right? So she's like, this is what I go through on a daily basis. She saw this, she was triggered by it, and she complained about it. Uh-huh. I am seeing that when she found out that it was like a sex worker, she was like, she didn't dump on the sex worker or the act of being a sex worker she was just like still i'm sick of seeing my stuff put up then she put her foot in her mouth and said that it was like they didn't have consent, consent. and that's right. when sex work twitter was like how dare you talk about consent <laughs> this is right this like, is it's the raw- this like has how dare you say the consent. word consent
1: yes. in sex worker twitter like get out of here with that like it's like when you're talking about to do quoting consent. a fucking <laughs> book yeah that's
0: true this is also not like not to use the word canceling this was by no means a cancellation because i think when you talk about like cancel culture and like cancels the story gets like really fucking annoying and irritating really quickly yeah of course this was and also
1: it's not like these wim- the fan of lot and this writer really are never going to see this in a way. Do you know what I mean? Like where those people are not involved in this.
0: This is not one of those really annoying narratives where people are just like screaming at each other about like, you know, what it means to be cancelled and blah, 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 blah and forgiveness. This is fully just a classic pile-on. This is trolling that goes away in 10 seconds. Like she was very briefly trolled one afternoon when sex workers were posting selfies of themselves looking very sexy alongside quotes from Joanne Harris <laughs> (laughs) And they are really, really funny. And so it's like, it's not bullying. It's like, it's a whole different sort of thing. It's trolling, I guess. Because it's not bullying. It's not nasty. It's
1: like harmless, but really funny uh, solidarity and trolling. Yeah. So
0: it's like, she always had that about her, that look of otherness, of eyes to see things much too far, and of thoughts that wander off the edge of the world, Joanne Harris. And then it's like a big ass. And it's like, great. (laughs) Like, ass is out. Boobs are out. And it's like, some things can be both real and imaginary at the same time. Joanne Harris. And it's like, cleavage, nipples barely covered. We love to see it. Crucifix and the cleavage. Yes.
1: I just love that it's um from an account that's Daisy Pierce, 18 plus. <laughs> and she's <laughs> yes. like, that's just, and she's writing that's not consent that's permission there is an existing legal framework that protects your intellectual property rights the tweet in question falls under fair use and does not require permission also if you're a book writer and you don't know that if you don't want people to quote your books or like if you don't know that that's a thing that happens to promote Mm -hmm. literature you are truly in like a bubble made of chocolate like you are truly in one of of those (laughs) you know those chocolate bubbles that they they crack with the spoon and then all the chocolate runs out like that's what you're in Like a Jonathan Food God, Jonathan Chebin bubble that you got at like Tao for dessert. You know, she's in there.
0: Also, like if you are someone who is going to reference a legal term and you are going to do so against a sex worker, good luck. Because sex workers know all about the law. Like, good fucking luck. You are going to lose.
1: I didn't even think of that. That is sex workers
0: know the law. Yeah. It's, it's their fucking business. They know the law. That's true. A sex worker versus Judge Judy. Like, Judge right. Judy is losing. Right.
1: Don't you tell me I don't have permission to do something. I will yes, tell exactly. you exactly what I have permission to do.
0: They fucking know what they're talking about. Like, okay. shit. A good tweet was, someone said, so did you get consent to use these? I just want to know if I should take you seriously or not. And people found old tweets of Joanne Harris just, like, posting gifts from, like, The Simpsons and other <laughs> <laughs> animated shows. <laughs> which is fair. Anyway, Joanne Harris is absolute. like, this is going to be forgotten in two seconds. This was sex workers who were justifiably angry about this use of a word, and they did their thing, they made their statement, and now they're done. And then I found out that Joanne Harris wrote four novels in the Chocolat universe, and I'm fascinated. There are three sequels to Chocolat. It's Three.
1: I'm sorry. So wait, the ending of this segment is you go read her books. That's not how this is going no, to
0: end. No, 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 no. I'm not going to read okay. them. Okay. So it's no, like Mama no Mia, interest. you're
1: saying. You're just surprised. You're just, you're shocked at the extended universe of Chocolat.
0: I'm surprised there's an extended universe. Yes. <laughs>
7: um so this thing's happen. it's like isa gonzalez has been seen like on a yacht with timothy chalamet or something and i was like oh my god Stan! like she's really good in baby driver but everyone all the girls on tiktok are like she's a racist she's a trump supporter she did blackface and yellowface da-da-da. and i've been kind of googling around but i'm a little i'm a little confused because i don't all this stuff seems to contradicting, and everyone on TikTok just wants to believe everything they like hear, so I'm so confused. I barely know who this woman is. Um, so, yeah, who is Isa González? Is that even how you say her name? Um, is she problematic or not? I liked her on Baby Driver, so I don't know. I'm conflicted. Also, everyone's, not everyone, like Ariana Grande, Tyler Creator, all this, are on following Timothy on Instagram. Everyone is using that as evidence to why she's bad. So, yeah. Explain who is this woman? Um women don't belong belong in balloons
0: (laughs) so asa gonzalez was photographed on a yacht with timothy chalamet in mexico also just like a resort in mexico and everyone was like what
1: the reason we most recently talked about asa which is kind of throwing me for a loop was that she was dating josh duhamel (laughs) dumal Dumal, she was dating josh dumal recently and we were like interesting uh, and that clearly uh didn't last and actually she dated somebody in between now and then too. this other guy named Luke Bracy. she also was has been rumored to be Liam Hemsworth have dated Calvin Harris and Maluma and mm-hmm. the other funny thing is like that she was <laughs> she was spotted like making out with Liam Hemsworth one day after he split with Miley Cyrus publicly <laughs> and everybody was like um excuse you <laughs>
0: I mean, take two tango, whatever. Like they
1: had like a cute hookup, like f- on his first free day or something. And uh, at some <laughs> his first event. Free and ev- day and everybody was like, oh, OK, so she but she is most notable technically for being in Baby Driver. She mm-hmm. was the lead in Baby Driver. And that was like her big American break. But she was working in Mexican telenovelas for a really long time, ever since she was like a little kid. And that was mm-hmm. what she was doing before she kind of broke through into various American films like Baby Driver and Alita Battle Angel, which also like did extremely well. Remember that? Remember somebody oh, asked, yeah. is oh, Alita Battle Alita Angel? B- who are them? Yeah, um, and we were like,
0: we're not playing this. Um, and <laughs> I don't She's know also in Hobbs and Shaw, yet. which I have not seen yet. I heard it was bad. So I was like, I don't want to deal with it. Yeah, me too, me too. Me Maybe too. I should watch it.
1: What's kind of interesting to me about all of this is that because of the attention she got from the Timothy Chalamet thing right now it came out that she had done blackface as a teenager like a 15 year old in a telenovela and she like dressed as a geisha on a trip to Japan anyway she put out an apology she was like I was 15 I really didn't know what I was doing I was pressured into doing that like I apologize she kind of you know gave an, an explanation but this is the thing like the higher profile you get like dating Timothy Chalamet and people giving a shit versus dating Josh Dumel and no one giving a shit is mm-hmm. like that's when people kind of like dig into your stuff and say like well what the fuck is this even though Oh, I'm sure people knew and I'm sure they'd said something it becomes higher profile
0: it gets written about in page six and Fox News totally. like I'm searching like it's totally. everywhere it's like Asa Gonzalez apologizes for wearing blackface and old telenovela like that is only right. happening because she's dating timothy chalamet or was seen photographed with timothy chalamet
1: right like it would have happened on a smaller scale but yeah. now it's like people are and it Googling already who was is this be- woman who is this
0: woman yeah it, it already, already was because people knew like there is there is someone on twitter who knows everything you know you there's said, always what that about one this? person yeah. yes but it doesn't this get you? headlines until my favorite tweet this my favorite you.
1: tweet meme this you where you retweet, <laughs> where somebody says something you retweet it and you just put a picture of them doing something in this you
0: <laughs> i saw a funny tweet that was like if I ever get a notification on my Twitter account that says this, like this you, and then oh, my I'm, a, I'm deleting my account immediately or something like that. <laughs>
1: if I see a this you, I'm just I'm heading for the hills.
0: <laughs> this you. Um, her apology. Let me actually just read it.
1: Yeah, you can read it. I feel like I I summed it up, which is unfair. Maybe.
0: Yeah. Um. I am deeply sorry and ashamed about having worn blackface makeup shown in the images circulating. As a 15-year-old child actor on my first job in a Mexican telenovela, I was pressured against my will and with no negotiating power, I could not advocate for myself in the situation. I wish I had the voice and knowledge that I have now. The Mexican actress also addressed resurfaced images of her dress as a geisha. The other image in question was from a trip I took to Japan. According to my host, it is considered an intercultural exchange to dress up in their traditional clothing and makeup. It is seen as an appreciation of their culture. However, I understand that out of context, this calls for a dialogue about contemporary cultural appropriation. Uh, Then she goes on about her own personal experiences, like dealing with racism on a personal level. Mm -hmm. I will say good apology. Great A apology. Also, she called it blackface, and she said, I'm sorry, which oh, yeah. Tina Fey did not do. What did Tina Fey call it? Right. Race makeup? <laughs> race changing race,
1: makeup? Race changing makeup. Tina
0: Fey would never say something like this, by the way, not to talk about a them, but just to compare apologies for blackface.
1: Yeah. And I also think that kind of setting the scene just being like I was a 15 year old working in a Mexican telenovela and I didn't have a lot of power. I don't know if that's as much of an excuse as it is like information that I actually am glad to know because Mm -hmm. it shows that this is not her anymore and this is not a choice that she would have maybe made at this point in time.
0: Um, but the reason this is all happening is because she was on a yacht with Timothy Chalamet drinking Modelo's yeah. in Mexico. This pissed people off. So uh, we got a couple other calls. I didn't want to get too into it because I feel like the person is like a kid. But there are obviously fan accounts for all these people, Timothy Chalamet uh, in particular, just like Anna De Armas mad? updates. Well, the Timmy, the Timmy Chalamet <laughs> fan account is really mad at Timmy. Because number one, they're not wearing masks, but number two, they're in Mexico where the cases are going up, and so he's like, "This sucks. Like, this is disappointing as a Timmy Chalamet fan that he went to a country where they don't have the virus under control and are like flaunting their wealth and their privilege and like getting. I mean, presumably being around staffers who are high at high risk for the coronavirus without their masks and stuff. And so the Timothy Chalamet fan account. Retweeted this and was upset about it. and then that Timothy Chalamet fan account people got mad at him for dragging Timothy Chalamet. Like, it, it the fan account stuff can get unpleasant really quickly, which is kind, kind of why I like Anna de Armas updates so much because it seems to be immune to that sort of like nastiness. Mm-hmm. I feel like the moment you open up a can of worms about fan account drama, it's just like we'll never stop. But that's but I also what's think with, some it,
1: of the fan accounts are being a little sassy to their subjects because they're inspired by the success of Anna de Armas, sorry, Anna fund the Police Armas updates. Like, I think <laughs> I actually do think that the people giggling and having so much fun with "on to fund the police armist updates uh they're kind of they're like oh we could have like fun with this we could have a fun tone we can have like a slightly adversarial tone with our with our subject and still love them so then you know you have timmy updates tweeting like in the midst of a pandemic these two were like fucking around on a yacht anyways uh yeah there's a lot going on there
0: but also i i do believe that the young people are very you know aware of this stuff like of course they are um they get what's going on uh and they're holding their faves to task they're holding their faves to task they're holding their faves to task
4: hi who weekly i'm calling back in about tabitha brown i just saw that she has 2.2 million followers on instagram which is twice as many as someone like Allison Bree has um, I think Alison Bree is a stem, maybe. Um, does that make Tabitha Brown of them? I don't understand where she came from, but now she's everywhere, and she's so pleasant to watch. I'm obsessed. Um, maybe you can explain. Thanks. Good form, Bella Thorne.
1: Thank you for calling back. I think we had her on our list, but then she got bumped. So we're—I was excited, like that you called. Back. I was going to use your previous call, but you call mm-hmm. back, so we're using this call. Um, what I like about this person is that I organically came across her, which is so rare. Like not from people saying, "Who is she?" Which is mm-hmm. now becoming my life, and it can be a little bit not frustrating, but like I get that—that's our position right now. But sometimes it's nice to come across someone and be like, "Who is this?" Yourself, mm-hmm. you know. And I was scrolling through TikTok as I do. I feel like TikTok, you either look at it for two hours or no, none at all. If you open mm-hmm. that thing, you're on it for two <laughs> yeah, hours. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. And
1: my algorithm, like shout out to my algorithm, served me a Tabitha Brown video. And I was like, who is this woman? This is so good. Because it mm. kind of amidst the like young people of TikTok the dances like what you're seeing the jokes she's is like an anomaly because she's this woman this like 40 something yeah this 41 year old black woman who's doing vegan recipes (laughs) on TikTok so you're like you're like, hold on. Like in your tracks, you're like, what's going on here? This is so good. And the yeah. way that she does it is very natural. And as you know, because TikTok's like short form, it's not very natural to like do a recipe on TikTok because you're kind of having to like cut it together.
0: The thing that makes her so appealing, apart from her demeanor, she's also, there's a good New York Times profile of her that was published like a month ago. She's a an actress first. So She's good on camera. Start. Let's go back to front-facing camera. If anyone's gonna be good on front-facing camera, it's someone who's literally an actress. Yeah, totally. And so she's good on camera. She knows how to like, she knows the right tone. She knows her angles. You know, to use the word, she says that she likes being close up to the camera because it feels more intimate, which is really smart. She has a great tone. She's a good performer in that sense. Like she immediately like draws you in and makes you comfortable. But the thing I like about the recipes is it's not really, it's not really recipes. It's like, in a sense, it's the best form of like lifestyle cooking because it's, right, it's dual. very it's, much it's... like everyday stuff.
1: It's everyday recipe. It's still recipes, but it's an everyday recipe. And what's nice is that she has these like tropes within her cooking where she has ingredients that she loves using. Again, she's cooking vegan, so she's got like her brands that she loves. Her diet
0: are, like, cheese, vegan cheese. Yeah.
1: She uses a lot of garlic powder. She loves mm-hmm. garlic powder. And you know, I gotta add garlic powder. She loves everything but the bagel seasoning. I do too. It's just like
0: <laughs> her. Yes.
1: What she's making is like for a casual lunch, not, you're right, not like a bon appetit recipe. I mean, right. And there there are places yeah. for
0: bon appetit recipes. Like sometimes you want to put in the work and like make a really, really complicated like sola dish. Like absolutely. <laughs> Some,
1: yeah. On a 90 degree day, you want to crank up your oven to 400 oh, and make shut a baked <laughs> it,
0: Stop it. But sometimes it's like 2 p.m. and you're like, I haven't eaten lunch and I need to make something quickly. And this right. is the void that she fills. And I think that it's the most relatable void.
1: She even has developed her own catchphrases which to me is like so amazing like so like
7: that like so like 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 that two types of cheese because that's my business and that's my business and a little ketchup because that's my business I couldn't help it I took a bite mm. but that's my business honey very good she
1: is so unique and singular and I I love that the the TikTok community saw that like they're the ones who like They're like, call her like, you know, their aunt, you know, like they interact with her in such a sweet way. And I think it's like there is a light side to all of this social media that is kind of like dark. It's like this is the light side to that where you have somebody who works in entertainment who was kind of not real, who was a little bit floundering and Mm -hmm. who found her way in because her daughter was like, you should try TikTok. And she was like, what? And then tried it. And now she's like this star, essentially, within the platform.
0: She says her first TikTok was in March, like literally like the beginning of this pandemic. I know. You know, it was just like, I I need something to do. And it shows how quickly you can become huge on TikTok, you know? Yeah, it's true. The thing you notice when you're on TikTok is sometimes you, you, you click on a, you find a funny TikTok and you click on the person's profile and it's not all good. You know, and you're like, oh, this was an anomaly. Like, this was yes, the one funny thing. Yes, yes. And this is someone. And so, but you find yourself doing it. So it's like, if you came across someone and it was really, really good, you click them and you see they're not all good and you kind of forget about them forever. If you come across someone and you click on their profile and it's like oh, nothing but hits, like, that's kind of a rarity that's in true. the TikTok universe. And I so... found
1: a really disturbing TikTok recently. Can I just tell oh, you what no. it is quickly? Have you seen not that like... Shrek
0: tampon one that everyone? No, it's so like... No,
1: so not <laughs> disturbing like that. Disturbing like... It's a vet tech and he's like hot and he does TikTok dances with his shirt off. But while he dances, he does things like 10 reasons your cat pees inside and the uh, reasons they appear as he dances to sexy music. It'll You're be like need to
0: send me that account. It'll, be like, um.
1: it'll <laughs> be like it'll <laughs> be like why dogs sniff butts and it will be like, Burm, 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 burm. And he's like shirtless sure, and like dancing. Yeah, and I'm, I'm going like, to need that why? account. I'm gonna and I'm like that reading like, I'm reading like, why dogs sniff bucks? They're nervous. Uh, They're hungry. I'm like, what
0: is going hey, on? I, I don't see that account in my texts from you yet. So you're going to need to send me that account.
1: The other kind of nice thing about her that I think is really what people are attached to also is that she found veganism. And that's like a thing that if you're like a vegan, you really you really love people who find the lifestyle a very natural way which is like she tried eating vegan it like helped her pain like she had chronic Mm -hmm. pain and it like very much helped that changing her lifestyle and what she ate so that's kind of a nice part of her story like it's not just one dimensional there's like many she falls into many different categories within Mm -hmm. what she does
0: and she's been on your favorite show Switched at Birth
1: I know oh I know (laughs) I know Um, and I think this will help her not just help her acting career but I think we got to get this woman a a cooking show like immediately (laughs) Maybe she's okay. better at short form, but I think it's certainly worth a shot.
0: Well, hello, ding, ding, ding. Quibi needs a hit. <laughs> so.
1: Oh my God. Quibi wishes it had like 1% of TikTok, like what TikTok yeah. has, you know?
0: And also, there are shows like this, like the, like the game, like the most successful Quibi sh- sh- stuff is this kind of stuff, like the game show stuff, like the, totally. the more reality competition y stuff. And so personality like, based stuff. Yeah, personality like based star. stuff. Not scripted yeah, totally. stuff, exactly.
4: Well, hi, Lindsay and Bobby. Long time, long time. Um, hoping that you guys could help explain the Twitter uh, drama between um, J. Cole and No Name. I feel like J. Cole is a them, but No Name is a who. Um So would love to get some more background info and uh, explanation on this. Um, live in the laptop, Black Lives
2: Matter. Bye!
0: J. Cole, definitely them.
1: For sure. No, no name, name is a who but I would say no. like one of those on the rise definitely like has been on the list of like rappers to look out for for some time. Mm-hmm. I know she's performed on late night shows. I've seen her perform there she did a tiny desk concert uh, she doesn't do a ton of interviews because I don't think she likes doing photo shoot type stuff like she no. did a fader thing and that was a rare kind of profile for her. It was really good profile. I didn't know a ton about her before that. So what happened here? It's a little bit of a back and forth that kind of ends a little bit on a down note.
0: We were going to talk about it last Tuesday and we were like this is probably going to get bigger and then it did and then like two things happened since then, so it's good that we waited and it's good that you called in about it. I think at heart it's it's a back and forth between I think a lot of it is generational. You got a young millennial and an old millennial and you've got extremely online and sort of online. And I think that's sort of at the heart of it.
1: I think that is. That totally is.
0: And I think it's also gender is at the heart of this. It's easier for a man to dismiss things than it is for a woman. And the the burden is often on the woman to be more vocal about things. And I think she's uh, 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 rightfully annoyed by that. But it's Mm -hmm. a whole lot of things that lead into what is essentially just a back and forth. And because they are rappers, the back and forth is... Through the art. <laughs> Their music.
1: Through music, through good music. And so people really want to enjoy and have the music. And then mm-hmm. that it comes with kind of the the message, but also kind of the argument between them, which is we both are fighting for the same thing, but mm-hmm. I don't see you out here with me in a way. Because that was kind of what it started with.
0: Her real name is Fatima Warner, by the way. It's her name isn't no name. That's her stage name. And J. Cole's real name is <laughs> Now I'm just thinking about the red table talk to me. His name is Jermaine, but there was already the red table talk meme where it was like the Smith women looking into the camera at the red table. It's like, have a seat Jermaine.
1: (laughs) Oh, right. Right. Somebody tweeted that.
0: (laughs) Great meme. Sorry. I I don't remember who tweeted it, but
1: you know, what's good about this ultimately is that no name is getting to like a bigger platform and like clearly Mm -hmm. she's really smart. And I think that's awesome. Uh, so basically she had tweeted something along the lines of black people are out here putting their their bodies on the line to protest for safety and top selling rappers are not even willing to put a tweet up. That's Didn't kind name of like names. The, Didn't did name not names. name names just was like you are not even saying shit. Right. And I think during the early part of this, a lot of people weren't sure what to say. And so this is kind of like you have the platform like you gotta be out here saying
0: like figure out what to say if i can figure out what to say you can figure out what to say because no name is out here using her twitter and her instagram to like do activism and like use her platform as much as she possibly can and it was frustrating to her that other people weren't
1: but also that so many of these you know these artists have a lot of content in their music about social justice but they're not out here like when it counts saying stuff mm-hmm. that is controversial you know so yeah. i think that was kind of her point and then of course j cole sees these tweets thinks it thinks it's about him which it writes was an in- she's said uh, he's not, rich, not wrong rich, Right. Which it was. Well, that's the other thing. It's like she kind of like confirmed like, yeah, I was subtweeting him totally. He he saw it and it was about him. So yeah. he writes an entire song about it. It's called Snow on the Bluff. The point is, is that he comes out with this song and he talks directly about No Name. I mean, he writes, I mean, you can play the clip here. He says she mad at the celebrities low key. I'd be thinking she's talking about me now I ain't no dummy. Think I'm above criticism. So when I see something that's valid, I listen. But shit, it's something about the queen tone that's bothering me, mm-hmm. which is like, what are the you saying? The queen tone. Yeah. The queen tone.
8: Mad at the celebrities. Loki, I be thinking she talking about me. Now, I ain't no dummy to think I'm above criticism. So, when I see something that's valid, I listen. But shit, it's something about the Queen's tone, that's bothering me. Please, fuck is the point of you preaching your message to those that already believe what you believe? I'm also a fucking retweet. Most people are sheep. You got all the answers, but how you gonna reach? If I can make one more suggestion respectfully, I would say it's more effective to treat people like children, understanding the time and love and patience that's needed to grow. This change is inevitable, but ain't none of us seen this before.
0: There was a review of the song in The Fader by Lawrence Burney. And I'm going to quote him at the end. If people had a problem with this song, it was for this reason. And so it says... But what's happening here isn't a cancellation. Snow on the Bluff isn't mean-spirited or malicious in intent. Cole isn't a monster for admitting that he knows he can do more and that he actually isn't qualified to be propped up as a leader when it comes to social issues for those who look at him as such. But in revealing his thinking process through all of this and releasing a song that takes passive-aggressive jabs at a woman in the middle of a racial struggle during a week in which black women's abuse and forced silence has been a pressing topic, he has shown at the very least that his ego has been prioritized over a fight that is much bigger than him.
1: Right. He's still almost a diss track, even though in it he says good things that are true. Like he says that he can always do more, and yet he's still insulting and dissing this person who actually is the one who maybe brought him to these very good realizations, which is like wrong he tweeted along with the song he's like I stand by and hind every word of this song um, some assume to know who the song is about that's fine with me it's not my job to tell anyone to think or to feel about the work I accept all conversation and criticisms mm-hmm. but let me use this moment to say this follow at no name I love and honor her as a leader in these times she has done and is doing the reading and the listening and the learning on the path that she truly believes is the correct one for our people yeah. so he kind of like he he's saying everything that's he's saying He's everything. saying
0: everything, but I think like, I think Lawrence says in this review, you can't listen to the song without thinking that his ultimate purpose was to punch down, um, not to actually like, do his activism and do the thoughtful, the thoughtful commentary. Right. He Because he's doing both at once, it seems like he's prioritizing one over the other. And that's what it was really frustrating about this song. Right.
1: Well, like, then you have Chance the Rapper, who is from Chicago, No Name's from Chicago, and he kind of helped break her. Like, she's been on a lot of his music. He says... um, they're both my people but one of them put out a whole song talking about how the other needs to reconsider their tone and attitude in order to save the world it's not constructive and undermines all of the work no name has done it's not black women's job to spoon feed us we're grown so that's kind of like the essence of it all it's like Mm -hmm. he wants his cake and eat it too like he wants to be the woke good guy which is he's been throughout his career he's always said like smart stuff but he also wants the beef he wants the to have the controversy of you know writing something against her and then so she kind of responded to that with a different song she puts out a song a really good song song 33 which is really good and also has great stuff in it that's not just about J. That's Cole. It's just like too. her own thinking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's also short. It's great. So she puts so, out the
0: song, Song 33, we will play a clip here. So I
7: guess the ego hurt now. It's time to go to work. Wow, look at him go. He really doubts to write about me when the world is in smokes, when it's people in trees, when George was begging for his mother saying he couldn't breathe. He thought to write about me. One girl missing another one, go missing. one girl missing another one. Yo, but little did I know all my reading would be a bother There's trans woman being murdered and this is all he can offer and this is all y'all receive. Distract you from the convo with organizers they talking abolishing the police and this is a new world order. We democratize the Amazon, we burn down borders. This a new vanguard, this a new vanguard.
0: this is the I think the fucking saddest part of this thing. She feels understandably pressured to release this song.
1: Because in music, when you go back and forth, you go through music and that creates the like, the The kind of like diss track, diss track, diss track. And that's like how you get the attention, too. I yeah. think there, there's a lot like of And it almost feels like reductive to call
0: them diss tracks at this point. Like, it's I actual, know, I know. It's actually a conversation here. It's more than just a diss track. But after she totally. releases the song and gets headlines for it, she tweets, I've been thinking about it a lot, and I am not proud of myself for responding with Song 33. I tried to use it as a moment to draw attention back to the issues I care about, but I didn't have to respond. My ego got the best of me. I apologize for any further distraction this caused. Madlib killed the beat, and I see there's a lot of people that resonate with the word, so I'm leaving it up but I'll be donating my portion of the song's song to various mutual aid funds, Black Radical Unity. It just sucks that like now she feels bad about responding in a way that like is totally justifiable. It just makes me sad.
1: Like I respect her regret and I understand it, but I think I think it's okay that she responded with her own song. Like, mm-hmm. and the song is good and it really broadened the conversation, which like J. Cole was kind of having that had like a lot of mixed messages in it, I I think. I mean, I don't know. I really liked this thing from... Royce the five nine you know that rapper he like works with Eminem mostly yeah um, he like talked about it on some interview I,
8: I don't think we should hyper focus on that shit at all you know what I'm saying like I think that all of us should rally behind and put on a pedestal no name and, and crown her as the queen that she is make her feel respected protected and make her feel like she has a place in this culture the same as J. Cole We already recognize J. Cole is great. We already got him up on the pedestal and nobody's mad at J. Cole.
1: What he's saying, which is interesting to me, is like J. Cole will get more attention for the positive thing he does than for the negative thing he does. While somebody like no name who is not as well known, who is not as famous, who's only going to get attention for negative things at this point. Right. Needs Mm -hmm. to be raised up by everyone for the work that she's doing musically and otherwise and it's more about the situation's really more about her trying to do the right thing than J. Cole doing the wrong thing you know.
0: That makes perfect sense and I think that articulates why it was it bummed me out when she like when we were texting about her apology I got so sad I was like god it sucks that after all of this she felt like she lost and had to apologize like that's so that sucks and i and i also yeah. think to go back to the twitter argument i think that's just like what happens when you're on twitter all the time like yeah, it's ourselves included like it it's, so it's messy. a product it's a product of like feeling everything so much all of the time and like and and someone like J Cole, who is already super famous, may not feel the pressure to be online as much as someone like No Name, who kind of right. has to work a little harder af- about it. it has well, to it's be like out there a what, little more.
1: What Roy said, it's like he's already famous. Like he doesn't mm-hmm. need. He already has this audience that loves him. I don't know. It's Regardless. Just, there's so much about like the differential between their notoriety here. Mm -hmm. That is interesting to me, you know, like we're saying he's a them and she's a who, like that's kind of the essence of the show, which makes this, this kind of back and forth so much more layered than just two people writing songs in conversation or in, or an argument, whatever you see it as. So
0: yeah. Listen to no name also. And again, (laughs) have a seat, Jermaine.
1: (laughs) You got to put that picture Uh, is so good when they're looking out. (laughs) Red Table Talk has been so good recently. Red Table know. Talk it's is so now annoying a podcast to watch, too, which is but nice. it's always good. Oh, it is. You can is? get the
0: podcast now, yeah. You, at, I <sighs> yeah, you got to get the podcast. Okay, it's,
1: wait, that changes everything.
0: It changes everything. Yeah. Cuz then you don't have to go on Facebook.
1: Okay, subscribe to Red Table Talk in your podcasts, please.
0: Uh, and the reason I know about this really quickly is because I've been listening to that terrible fucking podcast that I told you about missing in Alaska, which mm-hmm. is I will complain about it openly here like it it like technically great this guy i have no problems with this guy as like a reporter but it's very clear that the story is not going anywhere and they're like fuck we already committed to this podcast we have to release it like nothing is being revealed in this podcast and i'm like "That's the
1: definition of like new podcast so the podcast is
0: like so this plane crash that happened in 1972 that everyone thought was just a product of alaskan weather that had two congressmen on board they're like it may have been bombed and i was like what it was bombed (laughs) and then i'm like cut to eight episodes later and i'm like where's the proof was bombed like where come on help me out here but in that because it's an iHeartRadio radio podcast there are ads for red table talk the red the i Heart radio podcast every time you listen to the show and it's jada being like hi we're a podcast now listen to it and i'm like excuse you so the best thing to come out of this bad podcast was learning that i that red table talk is a podcast no that's like huge huge news also while you should never skip ads Save up to 25% off up to a $15 value when you spend $35 or more with code WHO24. So whether you're grabbing drinks for an event or staying in for the night, DoorDash is here to help you have a great evening any evening. Terms apply. Must be 21 plus to order alcohol, drink responsibly. Delivery and promotions available only in select markets.
8: Hi, Who Weekly. Long time, first time. I was listening to Gwyneth Paltrow's podcast. And I had to pause the episode and call in because halfway through she has her fourteen year old son, Moses Martin, read her ad copy for her. And it is the funniest, cutest thing. She yeah. literally has Moses out here reading ad copy for Kohler Smart Toilets. And she mis- and he mispronounces the word the day and she corrects him. It is just very, very cute. It's about 26 minutes into her interview with Nadine Burke Harris, if you want to play that clip. Anyway, Gwyneth, obviously a them. Moses Martin, probably a who. Apple Martin, probably a them. I'm sure you've talked about this before. Anyway, wanted to bring your attention to that delightful piece of Spawn. Good form, Bellathorn. Crunch, crunch.
0: Before we start, Gwyneth Paltrow, them. Yeah. Moses who
1: yes i also just want to say that nadine burke harris the person who's the subject of this interview is like literally the surgeon general of california she's like incredible so uh, let's maybe you should go listen to like the full episode me i don't know but don't just
0: skip the interview with nadine burke harris maybe
1: no don't yeah don't just skip the interview because well i was because i was listening to it because i didn't i missed the part where you said what number what where the ad mm-hmm. was and I was like this is an extremely good interview like this person is extremely <laughs> smart so um, we're not even like poo pooing uh, Kohler that's a Kohler joke on the Goop podcast oh which that's I think a good sometimes one sometimes does thank you it does have its good moments and especially recently they've been really like you know having on interesting people and talking to some really smart people so before we even get to like playing this ad which clearly we just need to play face value you
3: know
0: mm-hmm.
3: play it Over the years, we've hosted goop pop-ups in many different cities. We have. And we look forward to hitting the road again with you as soon as we're able to. Exactly. One of my favorite spots for a goop market is Sag Harbor in the Hamptons. Is it, Mosey? (laughs) Yeah, where our team has spent a few summers. I love seeing how they recreate the experience of walking through a Hamptons home. The team is so good at doing that (laughs) in such an authentic way. There's always an unexpected element, like a grand freestanding Kohler bathtub anchoring the main room. Yep. Kohler has been a natural goop partner for a long time. They're the best. They also try to create more moments for relaxation and restoration. Definitely. They believe that the little things matter, like a warm bath at the end of a long day. I agree, don't I? (laughs) Yeah. I'm in one every day. They design products that make cleaning easy, and they optimize products and experiences that give you that greater feeling of a clean slate. (sighs) Ah, yeah. Among their many home innovations, Kohler makes brilliant hands-free faucets for the kitchen. You can wash your hands or food without touching the faucet, which is especially helpful when you're cooking and juggling a few prep items at once. Wouldn't that be great? we got to get that. (laughs) Yeah. Right now, Kohler is particularly known and appreciated for their bidet self-cleaning bidet bidet (laughs) self-cleaning toilets and other smart toilets that come with advanced cleansing features. Oh, yeah. You can explore their whole collection of kitchen and bath products at Kohler.com slash clean. Nice work. Thank
0: you. It's weird to play (laughs) Spawn on our podcast. That's
3: (laughs) art.
1: Is she trolling Moses, her son, or is she trolling Kohler, the toilet? Or is she trolling trolling me as I'm listening to this and like cracking up at her trailing her son's every line with her own little commentary? It is truly transcendent
0: well, you there's probably some like it's a troll to have Moses involved she thought it would be funny which is true but there's probably something in the contract where it's like Gwyneth you have to read the ads so she's still in it technically like it seems like there's a funny workaround
1: when Moses says that it's nice to take a bath after a long day and she says you know I do Moses you know <laughs> and he's like mom ugh. <laughs>
0: um her ads have always been jarring i think we talked about it like a couple years ago celebrity
1: ads are always drawing on jarring on podcasts
0: gwyneth has always done most of her own ad reads it's always weird to hear her read like a read about stamps.com and stuff like that but she's funny she's like a complete asshole i uh, I, uh, i i i love i love gwyneth i love the gwyneth mood I think that she's really terrible in many, many ways. But as an entertainer, she's funny as hell. Okay, that's a funny ad. Thanks for bringing it to our attention. Thanks for bringing it to our attention.
1: <laughs> and we're gonna invoice Kohler for this because we and just we're played gonna, it on our yes. podcast. So we should just. Ask I'd for settle some
0: money. for one of those sinks that you can use, like operate with your that feet, you can open or whatever. With
1: your yeah, I want that. I want a tub. Maybe what does she send say? I gotta
0: get one of those. We gotta get one of those. <laughs> um. N- <laughs> When Next
1: he says when he says he loves going to the store in the Hamptons that it recreates a Hamptons house or whatever and she goes, Yeah, there's such there's such a good team
0: over there. God yikes. <laughs> like eat the rich but mm, <laughs> truly eat the rich but like keep Gwyneth Paltrow employed, please. <laughs> She's too funny. Next call.
6: Hi, who weekly. Okay, so I know I sound a little out of breath because I was just on a run listening to your podcast and I just stopped and um yeah, I totally sound like I'm running through an airport for my true love, and maybe that's enough reference because it just hit me. How have you not? Oh, sorry, their cards are me. How have you not dealt with this before? Alphabet, who are them? Okay, so just hear me out. Like A B C, D E F, obviously all them's. G, am gonna argue with a who. I just think it's a little random, especially when it has the ju sound as opposed to the g sound. And in the same way, potentially C is also a who when it's when it's the s sound. You know, like celebrate, calibrate. It's like English is crazy. Like it's just you know, the, the s and j thing just really confuse people who are learning English as a second language, for example. I think they have who energy. Um okay, so after that H I J K L N N O P I'm gonna say they're all thems. I think K potentially has a little bit of who energy as well. It's just like it's a little it's a little kooky, you know? As evidenced by it even starts that word, you know, Kardashians, et cetera, but uh, that one's on the fence. However, we get to Q, and I think that Q is 100% a who, even though Q-U is a them. So it's kind of like you were saying with, like, Lady Antebellum, excuse me, Lady A, um, although I guess it's actually more like Maroon 5, say, where, like, Adam Levine would be the U, and then Maroon 5 would be the Q, um, that doesn't really make sense. Anyway, you know what I'm saying. So I think Q on it, someone is totally um, a who. Then, uh, R-F-T, U-V-W-X, uh, all them, obviously. But then here's the raise Razor's talk. This is really what I'm calling, because I think this is just such a revelation in terms of how you break down the world. Y is a consonant, them, uh, vowel who. Everyone always forgets that Y is a vowel. A-E-I-O-U, and sometimes why? People don't say that. It is 100% a who, Val, and then C, of course, is a them. I just think this is really important. Um, I need your comments on it. So please let me know.
0: Uh Leanne cuisine. Bye.
1: Can we block this person from ever calling us
0: again? <laughs> I, I don't know what to say of this caller. Like, I'm fascinated. I I think there was a lot of truth in what they said and I I'm (laughs) impressed that they were able to use our terminology in such a unique and creative way and there was a passion there that I respected but I don't know what else to say other than this and then just step away
1: wait that's what you thought of
0: I co-sign I just like what else can I say
1: I co-sign. I co-sign your love. Which is what? Who is that again? SWV. SWV.
0: Also why I thought it was funny because it's an alphabet name.
1: (laughs) Oh. Wait. You know what I have to say to this? A what? The alphabet. There you ABCs. ABCs.
8: They can help you move. So get up and dance for me. A, B, Sounds like a ball.
0: This song has 156 million views Yeah, it's YouTube. very
1: good. Can you please continue it? It's very good.
8: It gets C, <laughs> like a PlayStation and do the crabby crawl. D, D Duck down. E Hello e, down. F fingers flap and flutter about.
0: This is the most adorable thing in the world and makes me want to like dance with the Muppets.
1: Yeah, no, it's an extremely... Usher's alphabet song is extremely good.
0: Well, who knew the Sesame Street YouTube channel was so full of content? Every parent is like, I did. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about the alphabet. Don't get distracted.
0: Okay, we've recorded for two hours. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Who's There? Thank you even more to the people who've called in. Oh my God, so many calls. It, it pains us to only pick a handful every time because we get hundreds and hundreds every week and it's like, oh my God. But thank you so much for calling you can call again at 619-WHO-THEM to leave questions, comments, and concerns. Rate and reviews on Apple Podcasts. Support us on Patreon.com slash Weekly for twice weekly bonus episodes. Oh, my goodness. And, yeah, thank you for listening. Bye. Have a good weekend.
1: Bye. Have a good weekend. Hey. Hey.
3: Hey. I want to be famous.
8: Hi, Weekly, long time, long time. Um, I'm at the grocery store right now, and I'm looking at saltines. And, like, premium saltines are, like, the only ones anyone gets. Like, who the fuck is Zesta and who the fuck is Crispy? But my question is, so saltines are them. But if I were to say premium crackers, would you know what I'm talking about? Like, is the name premium a who or a them? Crunch, crunch.